Hello and welcome to Mentality. My name is Light. My name is Camera. And today we're sitting here with Ryan Nemeth, right? Nemeth? That's not Nemeth. Nemeth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. Nemeth, Nemeth. All right. Real quick, I wanted to plug our sponsors. Today it's sponsored by T-Spectral. You can go to tspectral.com. Today we're drinking Daydreamer. This is with passion fruit and lavender and rose. It's a black tea. This one camera chose for today. <laughs> this is my favorite tea, which I have stated on many of the episodes. <laughs> so today we kind of wanted to talk about, you're a, you're a wrestler. Yes. Yes. He's, and a, he's a quite prolific wrestler. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, in the community, he is known and he's we, we are so lucky to be able to get to have him on today to talk about his career, how his identity kind of switching between the two kind of has molded his mental health, gotten him to the story that he's telling upcoming. So I imagine you're not your wrestler in real life and you're not your real life as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Uh, it's two different worlds. There's different worlds, yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, where, like where'd you grow up, how, what got you into wrestling? All right, I could. I know those answers. <laughs> Some of the other topics I might not have all the answers for, but I can, no, this one's easy. No worries. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. We the family just grew up loving wrestling. All the, all three boys loved wrestling, and our dad would take us to see WWF shows and local Cleveland shows. It's still WWF. Back when it was WWF, yeah. <laughs> not quite WWF. I was not alive for, for that point. But yeah, so we it was just something we always loved. It was always on in the background. And there's things that were kind of like staples of our childhood. Saturday Night Live, pro wrestling, and like scary movies, I think. Mine was WWF and The Simpsons. Oh, that, Simpsons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, that one's still going on for me. No matter what city we all lived in, like the three of us would move out and, you know, go to school or whatever we did. Sunday night was always like talking about The Simpsons. Oh, like, like it was the way the classic. family, yeah, we still do that. Brings such a great together. show. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, a, it's such a wholesome show, too. Which era of wrestling did you grow up in? I grew up, let's see, I started watching it probably late 80s, early 90s, but my favorite era was, okay, it's going to be a tie. It's going to be between <laughs> late 90s to like early 2000s before 2010. I loved Kurt Angle so much. He Kurt was, Angle he was your favorite? my favorite ever, still is. Yeah. My, mine was uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, Chris, yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Jericho, I was also a huge fan of The Rock, but I feel like mm -hmm. everyone was. Yeah. People and the people Rock, are still yeah. a fan of him now. <laughs> Jericho is still uh, working. Still, he is? Yeah. Yeah, I, I fell off about 10 years ago. I think it was like once my parents got a divorce. It was like the family thing kind of for you. It was a family thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once the family kind of got divorced, it, it fell Dang. off. Yeah, it fell off. Right. <laughs> so you grew up watching um, wrestling with your family. Mm -hmm. Was everyone into it? Uh, the whole family? Um, I think everyone was into it. We would go as all of us would go to the shows. Probably the one least into it was my mom, but she got really into it when my brother started wrestling. <laughs> she got really back into it. Yeah. And we were all amateur wrestlers too. So we wrestled in for the school teams for grade school and high, and high school. My older brother went on to wrestle in college and was this awesome, prolific, amazing NCAA all star athlete. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And he moved. He got signed by WWE and moved to Louisville to train in their training program. Mm -hmm. And I was in college at Xavier University in Cincinnati, so we were pretty close. Mm -hmm. And we both left at the exact same time. Huh. So I was there studying uh, what I thought would be English literature and studio art. And then... That's different. Yeah. Like, different than wrestling. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I was, this, I was always an artist forever. Just I thought, I'm going to college to maybe write and uh, paint, and we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. 
And so, do you still do that? Like, do you paint on the side? I do a lot of dog portraits. I do dog watercolors. That's really cool. Yeah, that's my secret little thing. That's wonderful. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure on the side. Uh, It's become like a kind of a fun side gig when people would say, "Oh, my dog passed away. Would you?" And I would do it, and then I'm like, "Oh, I can kind of make." It's really cool. A little bit of a paycheck doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And I really like dogs. I love dogs. So dogs are wonderful. I tried. uh, What did I do? I took an acting class. I think maybe Mm. second semester or second year of college. It was either an acting class or I tried out for the improv troupe at school. Mm. One of those things. It was after day one. I was like, Oh my god, I gotta do this. I gotta drop one of these majors and only just replace (laughs) it with theater. (laughs) So I was doing a lot of forming on campus and around Cincinnati. And my brother was wrestling on TV Wednesday nights in Louisville, so I would drive there to see that. And it was That's this really small, cool. imagine like the big WWF show, but really yeah. small. Yeah. And it's all the people that you know will be the next Raw and SmackDown people. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It was awesome. That's and cool. very intimate. And my brother was doing it. I was like, is this maybe something I could do? We'll see. And it was like just in the back of my head for a few years during college. Because <laughs> it blended the, the theater. Like yeah. The theatrical, but also like, yeah. wrestling that you grew athletic up with. Athletic stuff. So uh, I played rugby in college. I, I was still getting that, the, the need for athletics and whatever I wanted. And then doing so much theater and comedy and improv stuff. Did you say all of you wrestled? Um, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Did you all go on to have a wrestling career? No, no, no. Let's see. My brother continued in college to wrestle. I switched. My school just didn't have a wrestling team in college. Mm-hmm. And so you switched to rugby? Yeah. It was, yeah. was kind of like the first day <laughs> someone said, hey, did you wrestle? And I said, yep. And he said, you think you can tackle people? And I was like, <laughs> you know. I mean, kind of what I did. Probably. <laughs> and then, yeah, I went to one practice and I was like, oh, this is just me tackling everybody. Okay, I could do it. Yeah. Just much faster. Yeah. And I, so I'd run. It was so fun. I was, yeah. uh, I could do like judo throws and actual amateur like suplexes and stuff, and no one cared. <laughs> they were just like, "Yeah, if you tackle them, however." It worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was so rugby was really fun. That's awesome. So, about when did you get into? When did you graduate college? When did it like transition from rugby to? I was. I think I spent a spring break visiting my brother. He had, was then transferred to Tampa for WWE. So I was visiting him there and hanging out with the whole crew of wrestlers, guys and girls going out with them, going to their shows, you know, just seeing everything, how their day was. Uh, I just That's how I spent my spring break. It's was, good to hang out with wrestlers. was interning with them, <laughs> <laughs> informally. Hang, yeah. It was kind of like, I felt I had the fork in the road that I was approaching. I'm either going to move probably to Chicago and get involved with Second City and I.O. Mm-hmm. or just become a weird traveling circus wrestler. You, know? <laughs> you chose the weird traveling circus. No, I, cho- I moved to Chicago. Oh, you and did? And okay. I started, I continued just doing all the improv stuff there. And... Very quickly after moving there, it was like, this is the wrong move. Mm. I do love this stuff, and I love making people laugh, and this community is great. But this can always happen. Wrestling, there is that f- timeline on it because... The your, physical timeline. Yeah, the, your body's not always going to be... You can't show up when you're 48 and say, I'd like to learn to wrestle now. You know? <laughs> um, I think you're, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how long did you were you in Chicago? You said you were doing improv. Yeah, I spent summers there throughout all of college. Like every summer I would go there and do that. And I convinced the theater program at Xavier to give me college credit for that. Yeah, you did. Of course I did. I was very resourceful. So I was loving my summers, man. They were awesome. And somehow filling up my uh, transcripts with theater great credits, which That's is great. That's great. Yeah. I love Chicago. I, I visited amazing. there a few years. I love Chicago. And I have a friend who does improv there as well, too. Awesome. It's hard, though. It's really hard, just like it the is. hustle of doing improv and making money off of it, and yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to pay best, bills as well. That's yeah. the best place to do it, but in Second you, City, 
Yeah, you just have to be fully 100%. Mm-hmm. In my, so I walked into my girlfriend's uh, apartment one day, and I thought it was going to be this big dramatic moment. And I said, Molly, listen, we have to talk. And then she was like on her couch. She worked nights as a nurse. You started she, the conversation off with, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I was standing there with like my backpack on. Oh, God. <laughs> like, right. I didn't think I'd close the door behind me yet. And she said, she had a very raspy voice. She smoked so much. We call her Smoker Molly. Not super crucial, but I love that detail. And she said, uh, let me guess, you're going to start wrestling and go work with your brother. <laughs> and then I said, I guess we don't have to talk. You, all right. Yeah, that's great. it. You got it. You got it. And thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. It, so was, it was not as a clean, you know, that wasn't fully, but it seemed like it at the time. That's the time when you decided, okay, I think I want to go down the yeah. wrestling path. When yeah, did, yeah. When did the, the name transition? Because you, you were known as Briley. Briley, yeah. Briley wasn't until I was hired by WWE <laughs> and uh, they... I, usually want to rename people so they can own their name, yeah. basically. That, and that was your first time that you had changed your name, right? As far as, like, another pseudonym? Uh, how, yeah. How does the name change work? Did they decide that? Did you get to pick a name? What What was the process well, of that? Well, I'll tell you how it works before WWE than when I was there, because it's a little bit yeah. different. If you're on your own, independently wrestling somewhere, like, I originally was wrestling in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. <laughs> For OVW, which is where my brother started, but it was not affiliated with WWE anymore, details, whatever. And so I was just known as Ryan Nemeth, because they were like, we, we know who you are, we know who your brother is, this will be a great way to... And he used to wrestle here as Nick Nemeth. Kind of piggyback off yeah. his brand a little bit. The head writer was calling me Young Nemeth, because he knew my brother. <laughs> and he would scream at this high-pitched... You know, Jim Cornette. Yes. So yeah. he was the guy booking the show. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so imagine I haven't that. heard that name in a while. Yeah, so it would be like... Young Nemeth! You're just screaming. (laughs) And everyone would rib me by saying, hey, Young Nemeth, hey, hot Young Nemeth. And I was like, (laughs) so I went to the ring announcer and I said, will you announce me tonight as hot young Ryan Nemeth? And she said, am I allowed to do that? Did they say it? I said, yeah, yeah, they said you're supposed Uh to. Yeah, totally. totally. (laughs) Because everyone's so scared and walking on eggshells all the time. So Is she, it because they're looking for the next step and they don't want to mess up? They wrestling's so weird and that you're mm. always in trouble or maybe going to be in trouble. That's oh, okay. just that's the feeling. That's just the, all, the re- reality the of yeah. that. <laughs> no matter what level, yeah. So she introduced me as that, and then everyone started calling me that, and I was like, "This is pretty cool. I like that little nickname. It's fun." Yeah. And so in WWE, they were like, "We can't call you Ryan Nemeth," and I was like, "Why not?" <laughs> and they were like, "Well, <laughs> they had all these." reasons but I was like ah, you just want to own a name in case I become John Cena okay great <laughs> yeah so I submitted pages like just notebook pages of handwritten names that I wanted to use hmm. three or four pages worth and I remember handing it to the office assistant who was in Dusty Rhodes' little assistant yeah I said here's all my uh, names and he took it in his hand folded it and goes these all sound too indie and I oh was boy. like you did not look at a single <laughs> Not one. You read thing. maybe three. N- n- none. Zero. Like, took it, kept eye contact, and said, these all sound like, just said that. And I was like, this sucks. What is this? What? Like, what's okay. wrong with me? Just like n- mind games like that were pretty common. Oh, yeah. Boy. I had like a deadline. Like by Thursday, you have to give us like your top three names. And I was like, okay. So can I, I just, just gave take, you. Take, take, take yeah. you <laughs> so it was between, uh, I picked Briley because that was the last name of Danny Davis. His real last name was Danny. It was Briley, and he was the guy who first trained me in Kentucky. So oh, I, that's, that's cool. Awesome. He was awesome the very first guy that ever was like, here's how you hit the ropes, here's how you do this. Yeah. And I, he was kind of like a fatherly mentor, coach figure at the time. Have you told him that? Well, he, when he started seeing it pop up on 
that company, he started sending me a message going, ah, you stole my fucking name. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this. <laughs> I meant it as, as yeah. flattery. That's what I meant it as. I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of what he would do that seemed very mean yeah. was he could, it was incapable of being nice. So it was just always <laughs> done in like cruel ways. <laughs> so during my tryout at WWE, which is the most stressful week ever in my life, he called the guy that was running my tryout and, and told him that I was late to everything all the time. Oh, as a joke, they were best friends, and I was yeah. sort of late. I showed up one minute late to one thing ever in Kentucky, and he never forget all it. I ever heard about ever, no matter what. So I remember the head coach of WWE, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom, if you remember that guy from Heavenly Bodies, I don't. I'm just gonna name drop all. Oh no, no, no worries. No, yeah. no, we will. We will. <laughs> so he comes out. I'm working in the ring with Norman Smiley or whoever, just learning a hold, and he comes out of his office and goes, Ryan Nemeth. You have a problem with being on time to things? <laughs> I was just frozen, like, oh my God, why is he doing this? Why? Because I, I knew that he just called him and said. <laughs> but then I was reassured of, like, when people do that in this like, business, they like you and they want you to get hired. That's why he's giving you more attention. And yeah. Whatever. But man, that stops just never stops. And it's always like, am I in trouble? Am the I... more attention, even if it's good or bad, is yeah. like, it, it means they like you kind of thing and you're doing a good job. Yeah. And does, do the other wrestlers, are getting, are they, am I in trouble with them now? Is it, you know? So you chose Briley as his name in mind, basically. Yeah, I thought it you, sounded strange, it was different, no one else had it, and it was a secret way of conveying I respect this business and the guy yeah. who trained me, yeah. Do you remember what the other ones were, like your top ones? I really wanted Skylar Lear. Okay. Ooh. That was what I wanted, which yeah. now I don't want that. But <laughs> at the time, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. As far as that goes, when you presented those three, did they just read those three and they're like, that one, we like that one? I was eating dinner with my buddy, and I got a text that said, we're deciding right now, do you want to be Nathan Pierce or Briley Pierce? And I was like, Nathan, lame, dude. <laughs> I mean, not, no offense to the Nathans who, the many Nathans who but listen to this. But Briley has like a meaning to you. Yeah, and it's so strange. Right. Nathan's well, that, like, and oh, Nathan, hi, Nathan, you've heard Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Briley, what's that? Like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard the name Briley. So, I mean, there, there you go. That's a brand right there. How's Did the it come tea? with? That's pretty good tea. Yeah. <laughs> it has a taste to it. A little it. delayed, it, it but. It does. <laughs> Um, no, that's why we have them on. They they have a taste. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty good. When you when you were cho choosing the names, did those names come with any characteristics at the time, or no. were they just a name? Just a name. Yeah. Okay. How does how does that cultivate at least either with your personality when on stage or with another wrestler or something like that? Like, how does that evolve? Could be many different things. It could be someone at the top of the company saying, "We need this character. Does anyone fit that?" Like a hero or a villain, I mean, or it could be as, as less complicated as like, does someone down there speak Italian? Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so that's less complicated. That literally happened to one is of my it friends. Just one of the like character descriptions, or is it just like they just wanted this someone? one? I think was just Vince McMahon just saying, "I want we're doing an overseas tour, and I want someone to come out of the crowd who's Italian." Hmm. I'm doing uh -huh. quote marks in my hand. Yeah, to win one of the titles and be the hero of Italy. They they went to the the minor league people and said, Does it, do any of you speak Italian? And my buddy was like, I speak Italian. He did not speak Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and because the yeah, thing in wrestling is always say yes and then figure it out real fast. Yep, okay, so, so learn Italian real quick. So he had, I don't know, a week to try to learn some version of Italian. And he debuted randomly in the crowd in Italy, won the Intercontinental Championship, and was and then wrestled for 12 years in WWE. Does he now speak fluent Italian? He, he learned a lot of Italian. And he, wow. Uh, we were roommates for a while, and he was, like, really studying hard with the, um... You know, Rosetta pressure. Stone. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I guess anyway. when you have a goal. It's like, yeah. you have to do it now. It's pressure, timing and pressure. That, uh, so sometimes it, it's just finding a, a character that fits that mold. Yeah, sometimes it's like that, and then sometimes it's more organic. Like, they'll see how someone is in the ring, how they interact with the crowd. And tell you who, kind of who you're going to be. Yeah. How they amplify those kind of characteristics. Sure. And it also depends how much, if you're really liked by your bosses or not, you mm. might just be told, you do this, that's fine, but not anymore, now you're this. Mm. Was or, there a kind of character you wanted to be, or? I don't know why they didn't let me ever just have the same last name as my brother. Uh-huh. That had puzzled. It still puzzles me. Yeah, because you're brothers. Because I mean, we're real life brothers. brothers. Every we look alike. Everybody in wrestling who likes wrestling knows that we're brothers. So they always wanted to try to keep us as two separate things. Mm. I think they thought maybe like sibling rivalries and tag teams are old school and outdated. But like they, they're cool. They're cool. Well, that, they're awesome. I don't think they ever. They're, that was they're really iconic. big in um, uh, like the Generation X. Um, yeah, you know, with like Triple H and stuff, like the Hardy Boys and stuff like Hardy that. Hardy Boys, like, there was Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes' brothers. There uh, was uh, Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, yeah. They, the, like, we have the, our brothers. We don't yeah. want more brothers. The Hart family. I mean, there was not. I did, I did, it puzzled me because I had. Yeah. We would wrestle in matches together, and they would still have to pretend we're not related somehow. But the crowd is like, <laughs> like it, this, this is one of the things where huh. reality and what fans know does not match what the company wants them to think, which is strange. So did they ever have you guys wrestle each other, or no? Yeah, we wrestled each other a few times. Okay, and, and, and they very didn't clearly even... we were related. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like did they mention that at all, or kind of like try to like as a sibling rivalry. So we would, my brother and I would, on the microphone and the promos yeah. acknowledge it, but the company. I was on TV one time doing a move to someone that was similar to what my brother does, and the commentator said, William Regal, if you remember yeah. him. He yeah, said, definitely remember that one. He goes, Bradley Pierce, uh, you know, e- exhibiting athleticism like his world champion brother, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> By the way, why do they have different last names? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I watched the replay of that episode, it just went silent. Someone, like, du- like muted over that whole section. Oh. So it goes, Bradley Pierce, exhibiting... a." Wow. And then when nice. like, well, someone really doesn't want They really don't want that. They don't want that. That's wow. when I thought it was extra strange. So I guess that's a good jumping off point for like the differences between reality uh, as far as like the fans or the real world and on stage. And how they kind of put wrestling, or at least the WWE together, mm-hmm. this kind of theatrical mixed with wrestling yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So what what would you describe your character as? Is it what did they put you, you as? Yeah. Ma- ma- usually in that uh, company, I, w- I t- <laughs> this is a pretty cool starting point. Yeah, uh, I think Dusty liked that I had a more unique, fun personality compared to a lot of the wrestlers at the time were very muscular, maybe good at wrestling, or maybe came from football or some other sport, but didn't really have a personality. So, so like really just stoic and just like... Yeah, Ugh. stoic's even generous. Yeah. Kind of, I would say extremely boring, and I said that a lot to oh him. Oh, boy. I, I was very mouthy. I'm sure that went well. So he had me... He was like, I'm going to have you be the backstage interviewer, and eventually... Thank you. Uh, thank more you. of the delicious tea. <laughs> eventually, instead of just interviewing people, you're, you're going to kind of like maybe make little snide remarks or kind of challenge them and then eventually you'll be challenged to a fight with a wrestler and then that'll be how we debut into it'll, it'll be more of an interesting debut and I was like all right that's cool yeah so I was guilty sometimes of just straight up saying during our performances and shows like 
people are boring. I mean, why are they always in these title matches? The fans don't care about them. They have no personality. Just some guy with long hair. <laughs> I did. I did that stuff a lot. Yeah. Did you find that that was ever uh, something that they took personally? Because I know that it's like you said that was a little bit of your personality too, right? Like, well, I always had the cover of saying, well, Dusty wanted me to do this. It was nothing personal. They just told me to. I really would get direction from producers. Uh, they would say, hey, so-and-so doesn't really do much for us on camera. Can you as the interviewer like try to help him be more interesting? So I really was like creatively trying to make the, trying to make them more interesting during my interviews and asking questions and like, you know, it's hard sometimes to do that, but I yeah. did. Kind of breaking them out of their shells a little bit. And then my, my MO would always, or my, my uh, point of view is, you're having me make them more interesting. Why is it not just me instead of that person? That's true. That was my, yeah, yeah so that, I developed a little chip on my shoulder. <laughs> How do you feel that kind of affected your time during the, the WWE? Um, WWE's weird. If you're not, yeah like hand selected or chosen to be the next big thing or someone's like baby you kind of just get pushed in the background mm. i mm. hit a point where i think i was just like someone i think didn't like my brother so oh, they were no. punishing me for it that's like what we've deduced over the years by mm. like maybe that's why i couldn't be his brother i don't know oh gosh i've had a lot more fun not being in wwe <laughs> with as far as wrestling goes but yeah i did make a lot of my best friends there and there's some great experiences and i'm grateful i was there but how long were you there for Three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. And what do you notice the difference in your time at the WWE versus now? Like, what, where you are now, like, in mood, what, what's kind of the difference? In my brain or in yeah. career? Yeah, um, career and brain, kind of how, how you're, oh, you're it's feeling awesome about yourself. not being, like, totally 24 hours a day nervous and scared. That's working <laughs> oh, there. Was, I don't know if it's still like that for people, but for me and everyone back then... I've I've actually I've read articles that it's it's a big thing right now. Yeah. Uh, between like wrestlers insurance and like being freelancers. Yeah. We're allowed to talk about that. It's a really really big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to ever relax or just be comfortable, and mm. I loved many parts of it, but a lot of parts of it were really like that. You're just like, are we allowed to say certain things or stay in a certain way? Because one, one person might interpret some harmless thing as disrespectful now suddenly all the rumors about you are that you're evil and hard to work with and you have oh. heat we call that heat yeah so basically yeah. just would blackball you if you made a mistake uh sometimes yeah and then it's like well if you follow all the rules and kiss all the right butts or whatever you have to do sometimes then you're like oh is this some guy who's just trying to kiss everybody kiss up to everybody like oh, so it's a delicate it's, it's a balancing act there too so eventually if you're smart you're just like i'm not playing any of these games i'm just gonna live my life and someone will hate me and someone will like me and that's Whatever, yeah. I mean, that's a good rule of yeah. thumb just in life, really. Otherwise, you just drive yourself yeah. crazy. Yeah. That, that, that's to be, having to be on your toes and not know who you're going to offend and yeah. just having to be this perfect person, it sounds like having to be, like, a beauty king, like, 24-7. Yeah. There was one time when our training for the day ended, <laughs> and somebody was like, well, you guys are all free to go home now. See you tomorrow at the show. And nobody moved. <laughs> and at this point I was like so fed up with these like weird mind games it was it's so dumb so I just stood up and said hey is this real go home or like if we go home we're in trouble go home wow oh. and that's and, a hero right there and then <laughs> not all heroes are a cape the same guy was like I said training's over and nobody moved I go hey I'm gonna leave now you just said no one's in trouble you guys are all too scared to leave this is stupid this is just some political mind game I'm out of here you said it's over see you later no one else left I left Wow. Did you get in what trouble? What was the repercussions? Uh, the repercussions was what, I found out that evening that Terry Funk came in half hour later to like do a Q&A with everybody. He was this 
legend from wrestling from the 80s <sighs> and 90s. Yeah. And that the next night on TV, I got squashed by somebody in three minutes as a punishment for leaving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you it, said no one got in trouble. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was kind of funny. My punishment is that I fake lose a fake match. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. you got me. Cool. Is I guess for that, would it be the punishment having been like... Because in wrestling, is the end goal... I, I assume the end goal is like to get the world championship belt, right? Like to, or is it to, to be a, a hero? Do people want to be a hero or do they want to be a villain? I feel like there's both sides to it in, in wrestling. Do they want to lose fight? Do they want to be on sometimes the character that loses the fight? Is it fun in that way at all? Or is, it, is that usually a punishment? This is like for... I don't know as much about wrestling. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I think in the old days, losing a match is a good punishment. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, people are just like, if I'm on TV doing anything, I don't care. You can beat me. It's cool. I'm on 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 TV. (laughs) My brother has rarely won matches in the last 13 years, but he's been like a world champ. He's won all the time. Like, when it matters, he'll win, but he'll lose. He set the record for the most thousands of losses or something. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Yeah. You, got, you got a record. I think if you buy into it too much and you think it's real a little bit, because people will delude themselves and become... Oh, we call the fans marks because they think it's real. Even if they know it's fake, they think the booking backstage is real. Mm-hmm. But you can also be a mark yourself if you're a wrestler. And so someone who's bothered by being punished by a loss, I would say you're a little bit of a mark. Mm -hmm. So the goal of a character in wrestling is to become world champion, sure. Mm -hmm. But the goal of the wrestler themselves is just to make a good living and afford to have a nice life with their family. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was I was more asking for like the the character, but okay. it's interesting because it's they still as a punishment, it's more punishing your character, which is kind of weird because yeah. like you said, it was if the goal of the character is to win the world championship, you know, belts or something sure. like that, then them punishing you is making you lose. Yeah, I mean, you don't care because you're still getting paid. Yeah, so it's more of a punishment for your character, which is interesting. Like, <laughs> your so many ways to think about it, and I also was thinking like. So tonight's really easy. I go wrestle yeah. this guy and get... Three minutes, and I got paid. Like, and I get paid, and still I don't have to get hurt, probably, yeah. you know? Is there a different pay range as far as, like, like winning a match or losing a match? We want people to think that you get paid more if you win. Yeah. <laughs> because that way the fans, at least if they think wrestling's fake, they'll think, well, if he's champ, he's making more money. So we yeah. want... There's some... They always want to be manipulating the fans in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if they think they know everything about it, then let them get invested in the people writing the show. So mm-hmm. then, one way or another, people are buying tickets because they care about some aspect of how real or fake they whether think it is. Whether it's the theater or whether it's the people behind yeah. it. Or yeah. or they'll be like the super armchair quarterback types who are like, well, how much TV time will they give this guy this week? Mm. I know it's all fake, but I'm just concerned about the TV, TV programming. <laughs> well, yeah. sure, you're, you're still buying a ticket to... Either way, you're getting... You're still kind of under you're a fan. the... You're a mark, yeah. yeah. Do you it's... feel like there was ever a point where they were manip- trying to manipulate you or a point where you felt you were becoming kind of that mark kind of messed um... with you at all? Or were you always just kind of, I don't, I don't buy into it? I think the benefit of having a background not in wrestling kept me mostly free of that. Having and the I... comedy and theater background? Yeah, and just like not having wrestled, pro-wrestled since I was 14, like mm-hmm. a lot of these people do. Mm-hmm. My brother in the same boat, too, because... If you are, if you only know wrestling, it's very easy to be manipulated by a wrestling company. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true because even then, it just kind of it becomes your whole world, regardless of whether that world is fake or not. It it kind of yeah. just becomes your reality anyway. And the people that are paying you know that you don't have any other fallback plan, no other options. They know you will 
just buy into this because this is all that you think exists. That's mm-hmm. just, that's really scary to think. It is scary to think, yeah. Because yeah. they literally own you at that point. It's like what, yeah. what we want so that you yeah. can keep going. It's unfortunate because that's, I feel like a lot of places that become kind of that like world to people are able to, uh, like the employer is able to manipulate you in such a way like that. You know, it's like, well, I, I know that this is all you want. You know, this is yeah. all you know. Yep. Um, so we can pay you nothing and make and you. You've you know. never heard of labor laws. You don't know what a union. Like these are yeah. just terms that you don't know if you've only wrestled your whole life. Yeah. 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 How yeah. do you feel like it is within or right now or maybe when you were there, kind of the labor laws or the unions or having insurance? Uh, the the entire special that what's his face just did. John Oliver. Yeah. yeah. That was dead on and probably only. <laughs> A quarter of what's actually like he oh my like gosh. there's a lot that wasn't mentioned in there and yeah. i was like yeah this is pretty good yeah that, so was pretty, that episode pretty accurate yeah i loved that episode i didn't know yeah it was really good that episode made me go down a real dark hole of, uh, <laughs> of articles you can yeah it's bleak man <laughs> yeah it's, it is pretty bleak because it's just like you're you're hurting your body and with very little kind of like fallback plan like you said yeah. like not too many people have Plan B's, right. um, as far as like th- this you is their whole You would think they would care and would want to have them in like in good health and good mental health, good insurance, so they can keep going and working. You would, you would think that, yeah. <laughs> but no, they, that would be the logical assumption. <laughs> the truth is that uh, no matter who you are in that industry, from the top to the from the very top to the bottom, you're an interchangeable cog in some other big machine. If you're Gosh. The Rock or John Cena, it does not matter. Someone else will take your place. Mm. They, can, they can make a new Rock. They can make a new John Cena, you know? True. Gosh, that's scary to think about. That's interesting. Have you have you met somebody who, like, they were thinking they could make the new Rock or the new John Cena and that didn't work, like, that didn't pan out? And, like, what that happened to that person? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. try to do that every year to yeah. WWE. Yeah. To find a new person. What, what does it do to that person if it's, like, doesn't work? Probably they'll still work there and have a great career. Yeah. But there's really uh, very strange authority mind game kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you might notice that the person you thought was your mentor for the last five years suddenly just goes, hey, what's up? It doesn't talk to you anymore. And you're like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Is there something I don't know that happened that his boss says, like, I'm like a pariah now or whatever. Not me. I mean, yeah. sometimes it was me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that person who was being, um, like, Yeah, maybe um, someone was in huge favor being groomed to be the next big thing, and then mm-hmm. for whatever weird reason, the guy at the top decided, no, everything's different now, and he'll never tell that person that, but suddenly the trickle-down effect is that no one talks to this person anymore. He loses the title he had. He's whatever. He's put into random, meaningless matches for three years and then quietly fired. Like, that's happened to people. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty common thing, yeah. Well, was, uh, that was actually going to be my next thing is your punishment, as you said, your punishment was like a three-minute match that you mm-hmm. lost, but they didn't fire you. Was there ever a point where you felt like you might be? Or? Fired? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I was oh, going to say 24-7. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that just sounds stressful. Just, just Then there was a point, like, which I, this, this part of my career there I forgot about but I just saw a friend from there last night and he reminded me he was like man your promos during this period were so good and I said I didn't know what he meant it was then I remembered oh yeah that was the time when I was daring them to fire me so I would cut these promos that were like way out of line like kind of (laughs) kind of shooting on everyone in the company and all my peers and (laughs) because I was a little bit miserable and I was like they're just gonna keep me here and not fire me I'm just gonna be trapped and not advanced not good like just be frozen in time here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna really let loose on in these promos. 
and the the roster loved them. They were just like standing ovation for them. But I would always think that's gonna be the one where they're like, "You're out of here." But yeah, none of those ever did it. Really? Yeah. I, I find that funny because it's even though you you do that, it's it's still entertainment. It's still like sure, yeah. which is is just kind of crazy about the entertainment industry. Like you can do crazy things, and as long as people are buying tickets to it, it like why would you fire somebody? For I would that, even you take know? like if I got negative notes about something from someone who didn't think I was great, I would then just address that. And the, I was I was thinking I'm bringing everything in out in the front, just yeah. throwing it out there. It was really fun. Yeah. I was scared to death every time I would go up there. I'm oh, like, sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what point was that? Like towards the end or towards the, the middle? I thought it was towards the end, but there was like another year after that. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> you thought it'd be the end every time. I it was, yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of really learned to just fight against and really have at least have fun with it. Yeah, was, time. that's when I was developing a, a better character, I think, and I use that character a lot now in my independent wrestling mm-hmm. around. Oh, yeah. So. And what what made you leave the WWE? When they said you're fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> there was a cr- we had creative differences. I uh, wished, wished to keep working to... there, and they wished that I wouldn't. And then okay. we were like, hmm, all right. Sounds, sounds so, appropriate okay. for firing. <laughs> so if you don't mind, what was it that finally, like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back on that one? Uh, for them to fire you. you. Yeah. It had nothing to do with those promos. Really? Oh, at all. No other promos. Uh, it, it was just, like, not, not working just out. Just creative or... differences? There was... The new head coach that took over just did not like me at all from day one. Mm. And so once he was kind of visiting and doing guest stints as guest coach, and I was like, "Man, they can't, I hope this guy doesn't get hired. This guy just hates me. I could tell he just hates me." <laughs> not this guy, please. Not this guy, please. And one day they were like, "Everyone gather in the main room. Uh, we've hired. This is our new head coach." And I was like, "I felt like an uh, alarm clock or a time bomb clock going start. Like you have a yeah. time. Like he will it. just fire you. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah." Oh, God. How long after he was hired were uh, you not? Probably like a year, I think. Oh, oh so it actually it took a little bit. It took then. a little bit because he, yeah. he had to convince all the other coaches. I was held in very high esteem. I mean, mm. in, contrary to what I've been saying earlier, Dusty loved me. All of our head coaches loved me. All the producers on TV loved me. I was very well liked. Yeah. And I, was, I did a lot of community outreach. I, was, I would go to schools and talk to kids about stuff. I was very out there doing that stuff. I would host a lot of things, and I wrestled. And pe- like, I was... I was a pretty well-rounded asset for them, but this guy just thought, I don't know what his deal was. Just didn't I, like you. I huh? don't know what it was based on. Just one of those people that you said yeah. would like you and didn't like you. Unfortunately, he was one with power. Yeah, so he had to eventually convince all the other coaches that I was uh, a bad egg, I oh. guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So what was your career like post-WWE? Uh, Did you leave, and you left the name Briley behind. Did they own it? Uh, they own Briley Pierce, but they don't own the name Briley. Oh, okay. So I started calling myself Hot Young Briley when I would just wrestle. On <laughs> I would just leave off Pierce. Brought, brought that back. Yeah, because I like, well, I like Hot Young. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of a preposterous thing to claim yeah. about yourself. <laughs> it was really scary. Like, I felt like my life was over. On the phone call, the guy was talking to me, like, letting me go. I said, what are the reasons in your file that you're looking at that says that I should be released from my contract? Hmm. And he listed, like, three things. And I said, we've been talking, like, for months about this kind of stuff. You know that none of that's true, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, man. but this guy has convinced people to write this in a thing so you could legally have to now call me. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, how is this working? He goes, I don't know, man. You're probably going to move to out west and be a huge star there, whatever. Like, he would, even he thought, like, wow. I had great potential. I'm like, this sucks, man. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, I can't do anything. Even the guy fired me, he's like, ah, this isn't right. Okay, sure. Damn, that is a bummer. Yeah. But... That was a good sign that I shouldn't be there, I guess. 
No, that is, yeah. especially if everyone else believes in you. You know, if, if everyone yeah. else is well, like, it's yeah, terrible. This Someone's is BS. trying to turn everyone against you, and then even though they don't believe it, they're like, well, we still have. We to have to because because he's the one in charge. We have to pretend he's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got fired from a job from the CEO, and then immediately, like the next day, someone from that company got me a new job because they're like, hey, we know that was BS. Oh like, man, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, right? it's just like, okay, cool, good to know it wasn't me. <laughs> I had a lot of those kind of things like the next week I was I was scheduled to do a, a talk at a school in Tampa mm-hmm. well. as a WWE representative and the guy who fired me sent me an email going we'd like you to still go there and <laughs> what the kids wow. don't know won't hurt them and I'm like <laughs> They have phones. They have the internet. <laughs> they have the internet. They. I walk in there and I'm going to lie to these kids. Unpaid also probably. Yeah, are you going to pay me for that? Uh, that I'm going to drive thing? an hour and a half each way to lie to a bunch of kids <laughs> for free. I just thought, I can't believe this is beyond insane. The, oh that, the way you put it that way, that sounds yeah. terrible. And then. Uh, Did you do it? No, of course not. Good. No, I mean, don't lie to the kids. I love doing those things, but this I had to take a stand and just say, this is not right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. So you don't want me around, but you want me to do the stuff. You want to still work there, basically, yeah. and not get paid. There was a lot of, a lot of like Twitter vindication for me. My brother was world champ at the time, which I thought was insane that they. Oh, that's were... a really interesting kind of. And They're so like he... letting you go while your brother, but your brother is. I Love. feel like you're yeah. almost bulletproof like, at that point. It's strange that they fired be, like, you at that point. The protector. It could have like... been the thing. There might have been someone who didn't like him, and so my boss was trying to impress mm-hmm. that guy, and they were like, "Well, I'm really pissed at Nick's champion. Well, don't worry, I'll do this." You know, like one of those. It, <laughs> it really is as childish and petty as wow. that sometimes. So instead of stabbing your brother in the back, yeah, so they're just, just thirteen-year-old girls. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm sure it they're all like real that. happy to hear that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how it's it goes. Kind of ridiculous. There's a lot of great stuff there and a lot of mm-hmm. good people there, but the system is kind of set up to be like super weird and crazy. Oh, why? So what was the next step after that? I moved to LA like instantly, like a month later, mm-hmm. and thought from Cincinnati. Correct. Well, I was in Tampa then. In Tampa. Tampa. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. where the WWE. That's where I was. I love Tampa too. I was kind of bummed to move. I love the beaches there, and I yeah. love like the the weather, and my, I have so many friends there. What was it like moving from the super humid to the super dry? <laughs> uh, it was nice to not be so humid. I yeah. love that part. Yeah, but I didn't love the water that much. It's so dark and cold here. Mm-hmm. The Gulf of Mexico is so clear and so warm and <laughs> serene and so beautiful and great for like snorkeling. Disney World. <laughs> you didn't mean what did I like? What kind of water did I like more? No. <laughs> But no, but I, I'm happy about that. it. <laughs> it was pretty intimidating and daunting, man. There's a lot of traffic, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I also saw like this like treasure chest open of like every night, every day. There's something happening. Yeah. There's a lot of Love creative outlets there. I was plugged into a great network of people right away who are all writers and actors and comedians. Like the best and worst. So thing you got about to get LA. back yeah. into like the theater and comedy really aspects as well. Super hard. Yeah, I got nice. really into that kind of stuff. A lot nice. of old friends from Chicago had moved here. I didn't even know, and I was like, "This oh, is kind of a really great good feels, move." Yeah, feels like everything kind of aligned mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, then. and then I could once I felt comfortable enough, started taking some wrestling bookings. I did a tour of Australia twice. Oh wow! Wrestling. So you're able to do wrestling independently. Yeah, I can kind of call my own shots with that. No. As Briley. As Briley. I wrestle Briley. hot yes, young Briley usually. Okay. So you're yeah. still Briley. Yeah. Do you ever take on your own name, Ryan? I think that I will, maybe will start soon. You're looking to? <laughs> yeah. But I Change it back. Briley's such a fun yeah, name. Yeah, Briley's great. Yeah. I really like that name. It's maybe you can be Briley Neiman. 
Yeah, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, has that come up at all now too? As far as like being his brother, uh, like attaching the last name. Oh, oh yeah. I really embrace being his brother now because he's a bad guy on TV, and it's mm. so easy for me to. I usually will get an instant reaction from people these days. Mm-hmm. So okay, in Australia, the first date of the last tour I went on in Australia. This I'm the first match, first guy to go out in, in uh, Sydney or whatever city we're in. Yeah. It's my job to be the bad guy and wrestle against, I think, Colt Cabana, if you know him yep. from Chicago. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So he's the good guy for sure. They'll love him. They yeah. know him. But I, I think they didn't know me there. So the, Tommy Dreamer is our boss. And he's like, can you go out there and be heel? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I'm thinking of like a promo I'm going to cut that'll give me some heat. But as soon as <laughs> I just walked out <laughs> down the ramp, some guy stands up and goes, well, are there, uh, bad, can I say bad words on this? Yeah, 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 yeah go, go ahead. ahead. He goes, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> and then and the instantly, boo, the whole place starts booing. And I was like, I guess that was easy, sure. As a person who knows not as much oh, about sure. wrestling, Sorry. I have a question. All and right. also I want to lead this into, so when you came to LA and started writing again and everything, mm-hmm. you said the word heel. I know that that's the name of your short film. And also, I want to know what heel is, and then if you can go into your short film. Sure, bit. yeah. Heel is uh, the bad guy in a wrestling match. Okay. Or bad yeah. girl. Cool. Uh, usually. Is there an alternate term for the the hero? Like baby the, face. Okay. Oh, okay. So baby face and heel. Baby face and heel, or face and heel. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got it. So usually you want one person to be cheered and be the underdog hero mm-hmm. or the Superman hero. And someone else is the... There's a lot of versions of heroes and a lot of versions of, of bad people. Yeah, because you also have that like anti-hero kind of character. Sure, yeah. yeah. So there's different shades of all these things. And some people will tell you, even wrestlers will tell you, there's no such thing as babyface and heel anymore. There is, because someone's getting mm-hmm. cheered and someone's getting yeah. booed. And mm-hmm. if you're both getting cheered, you're both babyface. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So heel is also a term used outside of the ring if you're just a jerk. Like, man, that guy's a real heel, you know? Mm. So there's two... A lot of words are interchangeable in wrestling. It's a very strange company. The word gimmick can mean 80 different things depending on what time of day it is and where you're at. So in the the script I wrote for Heel, mm-hmm. and that was like a last-minute change to make to title it that. I originally titled it something way different, but I thought as I was reading through one of my last drafts, I was like, oh, it's just way more simple to call this Heel. The character we have as a protagonist thinks he's the hero, but he's uh, a little mixed up. It's the deal is that he is an independent wrestler who's offered a job with the biggest company in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't say it outright, but it's probably... That's analogous to probably Yeah. Probably, you know? <laughs> and the deal is that his phone call hiring him, talent recruiter, she tells him, you just have to behave for three weeks. You, we show up here, work in three weeks. You can keep wrestling your indie dates, you know, but just don't get in any trouble. No, no, don't get arrested. Don't get, whatever. It's <laughs> a good, good advice. <laughs> yeah. And it, I was just thinking my own call when I got that. They were like, you have to take a, uh, you have to go to Pittsburgh, do a medical test. You have to do a drug test, blah, blah, blah. Just don't, don't get in trouble until you get here. Or, 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 you know. Yeah. And he takes it upon himself to get, like, vigilante justice on someone who's assaulted a friend of his. And she is something she doesn't want to happen. Don't defend me. Leave this alone, because for many complicated wrestling reasons. So he thinks he's playing hero. Meanwhile, he's ruining everything, uh, mm-hmm. kind of outing her, getting himself in trouble, maybe losing his job. And he... He's maybe a heel himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's... The lines of what's real and what's not real are blurred to him. Oh, wow. He's had a lot of concussions. He's got a pill problem. I'm telling you way too much about this right now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> but fine. It, the lines are blurred between what's a heel. He's the heel in the ring, but is he a good guy in real life? He thinks so, but no one else thinks so. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Is this based on any of, like, the stories you've heard or kind of 
things that you that you kind of knew about in definitely in yeah in wrestling everywhere yeah. there's the same problems that exist everywhere else yeah. and especially in entertainment there's addiction problems there's a lot of hidden sexual assaults hidden harassment kind of stuff yeah uh, if you speak up, you're in trouble. Maybe. Yeah, especially as, yeah, like you just said, if you're in a culture where everything you do is walking on eggshells, yeah. it's you're not just afraid to not have yourself in trouble, but like you're afraid to even speak up for other people. Sure, you yeah. Know, or you're afraid to even speak up for yourself. And so mm -hmm. it just kind of creates this culture of like everything is hush hush and you don't talk yeah. about anything, the good yeah, or the yeah. bad. Yeah. Which is terrifying. This guy in his concussion pilled up mind mind state feels like I need to take revenge for my friend who's had who's been wronged. Meanwhile, she's like, "Please don't do that, because yeah. that will ruin my career." Mm. Sadly, it's complicated. It's a complicated web of uh, bullshit. Yeah, to be but, honest, it really. Is. But it sounds like you really have a heart behind it, and I do. It's so it's something I've seen so much, and I really short of just making a big proclamation on the news going here's what's going mm. on like, i think this is really timely too i mean especially since like john oliver's piece and uh -huh. a lot of the pieces that are coming out about wrestling i don't think there really is too many films right now well, maybe there will be now yeah. about what's going on or kind of the underneath belly of it i hope uh it could at least open some eyes mm -hmm. shed some light on some stuff and yeah. maybe if it would inspire someone to speak out about things that are happening that they know about, cool. And if it's just a great movie that people enjoy and they think deeper about what's going on behind the thing that they enjoy, great. Also that, too. Because have any current or former wrestlers, like, really come out at all to talk about the issues of the wrestling community? Yeah, one like, really prolific one is Ryback. CM Punk has also. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a, a lot of fans will just say, well, you don't work there anymore, you're bitter, and you're mm -hmm. making up things about a company that you're mad about. But... Unfortunately, when you speak out about things, yeah. the fans of the company will just kind of dismiss you as you're just mad. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. So your your movie is called Heal. It's called Heal. Yeah. And you're in the fundraising phases for it. Right yeah, now. we had an awesome first week. We blew yeah. past thirty percent. We're at that's I think we're about to crack twenty two grand. Nice. Not to talk numbers, but I'm, excited. No, no, <laughs> I'm that's, obsessively that's checking. That's really cool, though. Yeah. Congratulations. That's really, really cool. Thank so you. So how can people help fundraise for this yeah. project? People can get involved by checking out our site, which is uh, seedandspark.com. Seedandspark's seed awesome. They're yeah. very inclusive love and diverse. Them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love, love working with we them. We have a, a pledge to be 80% of our crew to be either women or persons of color and all types. You've like, got a great crew behind you already. It's so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Of course, you'll have the people chime in going, well, isn't this racist towards white people? And I'm just seeing this kind of, <laughs> That's not a great thing. That's fine. Oh, my God. Like I love seeing that. I'm like, uh, well, you're not contributing anyway. Right. Yeah. It's been going really good. Uh, it's called Heal. It's on Seed and Spark. Just uh, look up Heal on Yeah, Seed and Spark. It, that's the only thing yeah. named Heal on there. I checked. Good. That's a good job. Yeah, and that's good. It's been great support from a lot of people in WWE and all the major really? companies have been really... Wait, WWE themselves? Not the company, but the people okay. in the wrestling in the, in the company WWE, yeah, yeah. and in Ring of Honor okay. Impact, Lucha Underground, AEW, the new company. Everyone's been really helpful in sharing and, and contributing. Every day I'll see something new that pops up on the list of people who donated, and it's one of my old friends from oh, there, and I just get, like, teary-eyed. Oh, like, that's oh, so oh, empowering. Yeah. That's nice. That's You're really, making really an cool. impact, and they know. I hope so, yeah. yeah. That's really, really cool. That's great. So in what phase are you in for this one? We are in pre-production. We have, I would like to maybe check this and see that we're at 40% funded, but I don't know. <laughs> but when do you plan on like shooting and what would oh, you like okay. to kind of uh, Our director has 
uh, luckily, a feature film she's directing for, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it. She has a big project mm-hmm. coming yeah. out, mm-hmm. so probably right after that, I think early fall we'll do it. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm cool. very fired up. I can't wait. And a lot of the fans, I did these Twitter polls, like, what kind of topics do you want to see addressed? And I gave them, like, four choices, and the top two were sexual assault and addiction, and I was like, great, because that's what I've been writing about. Yeah, Wonderful. So Perfect. people want to so see it. Works. it so you're, you're really reaching out and... There's a huge influx of messages of people saying their own private... Uh, traumatic things and I'm like this we have to do this we have to make it so yeah, cool. yeah. thanks how for can, letting me talk about it yeah. how can people follow you or the project sure on uh, Twitter I'm hot young Briley <laughs> okay so there it is yeah. there it is <laughs> Still there. it's very useful for yeah. wrestling people and on Instagram Rai Rai Nem Nem but I, I'm posting everything on those things nonstop. Yeah. wonderful yeah. well we're so happy to have you come on today and talk about this and get into the nitty gritty of what wrestling and what's going on in the WWE and the short film that you're doing is really important so thank you thank you both wonderful. for having me Great tea. Yeah. Yeah, the tea. You know, yeah, the, we, we spilled the tea. We uh, <laughs> just spilled some right there. there we, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly. kind of sorry, Paul. <laughs> but yeah, uh, speaking of the tea, you can go to tspectral.com slash mental to get 10% off. Today, again, we are drinking Daydreamer and we drank a whole nother pot again. For Mentality, you can follow us at Mentality Talk on Instagram and Twitter, or you could email us questions. Email us questions about Heal or yep, Ryan or uh, this episode in general at mentalitytalk at gmail.com. Yes, thank you to Comedy Pop Up and Paul over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's about it. I think I'm going to go check out your movie on. Thank you. <laughs> thank see. you both so much. See if we can yeah. learn more. Thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.